Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at WPDavidV, and you can subscribe to Press This on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or download the latest episodes at WMR.FM. In this episode, I'm very uh, excited to welcome uh, to to the show. Someone's going to be talking about turning content into communities, online communities in particular. And to join us in that conversation, again, really excited to uh, to bring uh, Bob WP, uh, Bob Dunn of Do The Woo. Bob, welcome to Press This. Thank you, David. This is great to be, I think, back here actually. And um, yeah, I really appreciate the invite and looking forward to it. I'm going to have to go through the archives, actually, to see if that's true. If you've been here before, I know we've had the opportunity to talk at many uh, word camps uh, and then, of course, virtually as well. Um, so if, if you have been here, I'm glad to have you back, Bob. If not, <laughs> I'm glad that you're here for the first time. Um, for those listening and unfamiliar with Bob, uh, Bob uh, uh, runs uh, essentially a site, a community called Do The Woo, and what he's going to share about today is his journey um, taking his vast array of content um, and ongoing content he creates around WooCommerce and, and using that in the context of creating a digital community, and in his case, for WooCommerce developers, but maybe you could learn some lessons from what he did um, to apply that to your own content. I think for me... We, we often make content as like this kind of like almost like link bait, social bait, and don't realize that a community kind of develops around it sometimes or could. And I think Bob's a great person to, to kind of listen to and, and hear his journey in doing that. Um, so, Bob, I ask this question of all my guests. I'll also ask it of you. 
up, and I don't know if I actually know the answer. I'm very curious. Briefly tell me your WordPress origin story. Well, let's see. I'll make this brief. Uh, Prior to WordPress, uh, my wife and I ran a marketing agency for 17 years. So I was by trade a graphic designer for those 17 years and actually freelance even before that. So this goes back into the print days. I made that migration into online at some point. I don't know exactly when that might have been, late 90s. And I really didn't like doing sites. It was like, you know, HTML. I can't even remember the software I was using. Fast forward to 2007, I became fascinated in blogging. My wife had been blogging on TypePad. I hadn't dove into it yet. And at the same time, I was still looking for that solution to design websites for clients. And I landed on WordPress. I really don't know how I landed on it. And I thought, wow, this is really a great solution for both things. I can you know, move my wife off TypePad, put her on WordPress. I could also do client sites, you know, these brochure type sites. They were real basic, but I could do them and it'd be a lot easier. And they actually look a heck of a lot better than what I've been doing. So I just, yeah, I dove into it for about three years. We still had our business. I was using WordPress. And then in 2010, I branded Bob WP and totally kind of shifted everything, still staying in design, but more in the education and content arena. And since then, you know, the rest is history. Oh, wow. So 2007, this would have been right during, right after plugins and themes being introduced into WordPress. Does that sound about right to you, Bob? Right. And my very first theme, I can still remember it. My first for my site was from iThemes. And it, yeah, it was, I was so tickled. I thought this thing actually looks like a business site now because I had all this weird flash stuff going on before on my old site. And it was, it was horrifying to put it simply. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and this would have been, I guess this would have been right around the widgetized uh, homepage time as well. It's a very exciting time uh, to be coming into WordPress. I didn't realize your background went back that far in terms of your marketing agency work. Are you a madman, Bob? <laughs> I don't know what I am anymore. <laughs> I actually, I think my first freelancing job was in the late 80s. And I, that was when... I got into, I kind of got into design that was actually called desktop publishing because it was all done on the computer. So, so yeah, I have a, a weird and windy history in the space. Well, it's great to have that perspective. I think, you know, as you start thinking about mashing up these mediums of like content and community, because obviously going, having that kind of background and watching the web evolve, you kind of had to evolve and, and watch technologies kind of evolve and come together over time. It's a very interesting part of your perspective. Um, so tell me a little bit about your business, though, before uh, making Do the Woo a community. Like, how did you operate your content business? Yeah, it was, it pivoted a lot. It was always based on BobWP.com. And in the, shortly after I moved in the WordPress space, I realized I really liked coaching and education. So I started doing workshops and I started just writing more and more content. And the content was basically tutorials type content for beginners. And through that decade, I just morphed a bit. I eventually got out of design completely. I didn't want to do any more client services. I focused on content. I picked up on WooCommerce when it came out in 2011, I believe it was, and played around with that and have actually used it ever since then. 
And yeah, it was just, you know, I always focused on content. Really, my two drivers through this last decade were probably content in some medium and educating users. So leading up to this, over that 10-year span, you're creating all kinds of content, kind of uh, typical coaching and tutorials. Before you decided, though, to do the pivot around Do the Woo towards a community focus, uh, what was like the primary you know, business model for your content like just before the switch? Like if you had this 10-year span, what was it? What was that mode like right before you decided to make the leap to a community focus? So when I, I started, I did my very first podcast in 2014. In 2016, I started Do the Woo, and that actually changed into WPE Commerce Show. On the at the get go of that, I monetized it. I got sponsors, which was a challenge, but I also had a lot of trust behind a lot of people I knew in the space, so they were able to um, you know step up and actually support me. So I did that podcast, and then at the same time, it was basically content creation. So I did, you know, I did my own content blog, blog posts. I moved more towards WooCommerce the last four years or so, a little more heavily on that side of things. And the the business model was basically sponsored posts, sponsorships for the podcast, and affiliate marketing. Okay, so that makes sense. So you're kind of, uh, you know, producing this content, effectively using advertising to monetize it. And, you know, I think for people creating content sites, there's always this question around like, well, what's our monetization path going to be? And so you're kind of in this zone, though, where you're relying on advertisers. In particular, it sounds like people that like buy advertising directly from you uh, is a heavy part of that and then kind of sprinkling it in with affiliate marketing. So as you thought about like morphing into a community what were like the business, um, the things that drew you to that from like, say, a business perspective, like reliability and revenue or diversity and revenue or like other reasons? Like what was the draw? You know, oddly enough, it was very strange because at the beginning of 2010 or no, 2010, 2020, I had totally rebranded Bob WP as Bob WP do the boo. I kept it on bobwp.com, but I decided at that point to totally focus on WooCommerce content because I learned through affiliate marketing and things like that, that people that ran online stores spent more money than people that just ran basic WordPress sites. And so that model was in the works about halfway through last year. And it had nothing to do with the pandemic because things are pretty much going normal in my business. In fact, you know, it was picking up because of the popularity of e-commerce and everybody wanting to get online. I, I had this epiphany. It was like, and this is not really a business thing. This is like, I've written tutorials for 10 years. And if I have to write one more, I just, you know, somebody, somebody hit me in the head. I, I, I just, <laughs> I got, I, I just, it was like, oh, I just can't write another post tutorial. It just hit oh, me. Oh, Bob, I hate to cut you off. That is such a powerful thought. And I think uh, I want to unpack that statement a little bit because I think this really gets to the root of a lot of content strategies, which is this notion of like infinite work. Um, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. 
Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, You'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. We're in the middle of our interview, turning content into community, uh, turning content into communities with Bob WP. Bob, right before the break, you were talking a little bit about the business decisions that were kind of drawing you into, you know, choosing a community focus for Do The Woo. Um, You were talking a little bit about how you were kind of at your wits end creating new tutorial content and we had to drop for the break to help bring us back in there. So so help me understand the next part of that journey. What happened then is I thought, okay, what am I going to do? And I'd been doing the podcast and I realized I really love this podcast and I love the way or actually the format of it because it was really all about bringing people in, elevating people in the space. And I thought, how could I build on that? And I'm, if, And David, you've seen me pivot a million times probably over the last 10 years, and it's not a challenge for me. It's like I go headfirst into it, and, you know, I've had a lot of failures too as a result, but I've had successes. I said, I've got to do something, and I want to get back into community because that was what was driving me was getting other people in the forefront and, and sharing their stories and all this stuff. So I started looking at everything in the woo space because i knew i'd already done that transition in the woo space and i wanted to get away from the beginners and merchants and i saw that builder community and i just it was like okay there's there's a need there there's some fragmentation how can i pull this together and do several discussions some you know just thinking it through it was like I thought I'm going to do this. This is this excites me again, and I can see how content is content, no matter what medium. How do I twist that content and mold it a bit to actually shape it into the community? And so I just started heading, you know, headfirst into that. It was like there's no stopping me. I'm going to do this. So if you were to think like it, it, during this phase, you, you notice the opportunity, right? You've kind of niched yourself in a way by focusing on woo. You, um, because of the financial opportunity there, you had some notoriety from that already. Um, and you thought, well, you know, maybe there's an opportunity to create kind of a new community, if you will, or kind of a uniquely focused one in, in, within woo. Um, where like your content in, in a community could maybe coexist. Um, you know, it's really interesting because like my next question is like, do you have any inspiration from others as you did this? Like, as you, did you think like, geez, th- these folks really did this? And you invoked iThemes earlier, which reminded me of Corey Miller, who took over post status. 
which I think kind of does a good job of like integrating community and content, although maybe they're better, a little better at the community side than the content side. I love their content, but like, I feel like the community side is more their focus, but like, where did you get your inspiration from or did you from anyone else? You know, it, it was okay. I had some, I think, I think over the years, I could probably name dozens of people just, you know, Corey's a perfect example that always flitted in the back of my head, you know, especially people involved with the community. And I felt like, okay, I've been involved in community pretty heavily for 10 years, but not really in a business sense, I guess in a business sense, kind of as a side, side arm to it, but it wasn't, you know, I wasn't, didn't base my whole business around that in a way I did. So I did have conversations with WooCommerce, some people at WooCommerce, just because I wanted to know where, where, where are things, you know, lacking? Where, where do you need to pick up this, the pace here or, or what, what community is not being maybe reached to the full, full max. And then I started having conversations what really helped me was having conversations. I just started pulling people together. And I think I might've had a conversation with you, David. I just shared my idea and heard what people thought about it. And it built on that. And a lot of these people were people I'd known for a long time. So essentially that relationship I built over 10 years, they gave me bits and pieces of inspiration to contact them again and have a discussion with them and just get some really good feedback from them. I do remember that conversation, Bob, actually, now that you mention it. Um, but it sounds like you did some discovery work there um, to get an understanding of how, you know, people's ideas in general might maybe how they'll react to it. I'm sure you probably talked to people that were connected from a business sense in some way. Um, so did you find like through the content you'd published to date that you had already started a community in some way, or was it more like, oh, I could turn this content play into a community play, or did you feel like you had already kind of somehow established a community as part of what you're already doing? It was interesting because I felt like somebody, I remember a few of my discussions, somebody said, you know, everybody in this community, Bob, you have a touch point with everybody. And, you know, I'm not a developer by trade, but nobody is really surprised by what I do. I mean, whatever angle I take, it's always, yeah, Bob's been around. He's kind of this mainstay. What I think that it, now I'm going to pause here because I totally lost what you had asked me. What was the question? I'm sorry. Um, did you already build up a community around your content when you decided had you built up a little bit of a community around your content before you decided to like go all in on the community side? Yeah. So one of the challenges was that this community that I built for 10 years was a mix of everything in the world. And there was a lot of beginners, a lot of merchants, a lot of users, and then there were builders or developers or agents, every, you know, it was a mix. So I thought, okay, there is a sector of my community that I can pull over there. Although, you know, something like that is always challenging. So there was that base, but if you look at the broader picture, I did have a bigger community of just people I've gotten to know over the years and connected with that I could easily reach out to and get them connected with somebody else or, um, you know, make some kind of relationship happen. So that was something that was important. I would have never even pursued this idea if I hadn't built up some kind of community already. 
Yeah, you know, and it's funny now that you mention it, it's like if I'm at a WordCamp, I could probably look at someone or meet someone and be like, they probably know Bob. Right. And like, but what I mean by that is like, well, they're probably into woo, right? They're probably um, a certain kind of site or store creator, maybe. Um, and I guess my point of bringing that up is it sounds like as you're trying to like figure out, well, what, what part of the community do I focus on? And I think as others listening uh, that are considering the same kind of approach, but their content is like, well, where do I fit in? Right. And it sounds like you were like, okay, WordPress and then WooCommerce and you're kind of cutting it down in, in each cut. Um, and it sounds like for you, uh, the, the, the community was kind of there and maybe you threaded through a, a theme of it as you thought about do the woo. Is that mm -hmm. sound about right? Yeah, exactly. And it was it, because I knew there was a lot of people that didn't come to necessarily, or I should say, didn't necessarily come to my site, Bob WP, because yeah, they, you know, maybe they would go there every once in a while for a tutorial, but they also knew me from just past experiences, other things I've done. And I was able to kind of thread them back into, okay, now I'm doing this community. You run an agency. This is something you're probably more interested in. Do you, did you get any inspiration from things like blog comments or social shares where people were engaging with your content and it, it felt like it was like the same cast of characters, the same type of characters in each case or any sort of sign like that, that, Hey, look, this content has a thread in it. Yeah, actually it was, it happened all the time. I mean, it's it, it's amazing how much time I spent in the la the almost the I would say six months prior to actually starting this. I was looking even deeper. I mean, it's not that that stuff was already there and I'd already ingested some of it, but I was looking at it closer. I was looking at conversations on social and in Slack and and through any content I create and talking with people on the podcast. And it all just, everything was kind of leading this way. And I thought, okay, something's pointing this way. And yeah, it just kind of fell into place. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think for me, the thing, the surprising parts about content in the past is like just watching the, the comment section and the social shares and like noticing these patterns of users and, and types of questions and behaviors and thinking like, geez, the, there's a theme in there. And, and wouldn't it be great to get these folks mm -hmm. together? I know often we'll cross post comments and social shares and be like, oh, you should check this out. You should check that out. And it's like, but it's these different groups and these dispersed people um, and, you know, sometimes it makes sense to bring them in and sometimes it makes sense to go where they're at, but it's really interesting to hear about your journey there. I want to dig into a little bit more on the implementation side um, and just your strategy overall with that. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on WMR. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I'm interviewing Bob Dunn, or Bob WP, of Do The Woo. Bob, right before the break, you were talking a little bit about kind of discovering your, your kind of community within your content, if you will. 
Um, but I want to talk a little bit more tactics here. Um, the content that you're creating today, is that the same? Is it using kind of the same pattern um, under the community umbrella as when you first started with your community focus? Or did you have to evolve your content strategy over time? You know, it's been a, a bit of both, actually, because when I started it, I had all these things laid out and I tried a lot of things and they worked and a lot of things didn't stick at all. So there's been the the podcast has really been kind of the glue that holds it together and has hasn't changed, although it's it's grown in ways. So I'm doing, you know, more episodes, but a lot of it has been community driven. And I know that's a overused word, but everything I did and I would talk to somebody and be in some conversation. I was on a conversation in clubhouse one time and something inspired me and I thought, well, this would be interesting to pursue. So I'm going to start looking at this piece. So there's a plan and the plan really kind of falls back to a real broader spectrum of, okay, first thing I want to make sure I can connect people and I can keep them informed and educate them through other people. It's not me necessarily educating them. It's them listening to the podcast. So that has stayed the, the standard through it. And also the bringing people um, to the front people, you know, besides me, whether it's my co-hosts uh, guests, whatever, but yeah, it's it's really uh, organic business because a business model because you gotta kind of go with the flow and you gotta look at things that are changing and what tactics. I started incorporating a little bit more of WordPress core in it because I had a conversation with somebody and they said, you know, are Wood developers really spending enough time understanding all this stuff happening in core that's happening at an incredible pace? Well, so I, I thought, okay, I need to start bringing in people and overlapping that part of it. So it is, it's a constant organic growth and I, I'm there to satisfy others, not, you know, my own little whims. So I'm willing to change and look at things and shift. I love it. I love it. And that response, you said you tried things that worked or didn't work. For the sake of saving someone else a massive headache, Bob, what are some things that worked or didn't work? Like, what should people think about as they perhaps pursue this to learn from your lessons? You know, one of the things, personally, I'm just going to do this real quick, was one of the biggest things was everything I did always was on Bob WP. And I moved this to an entirely new site, the podcast over. And I had real struggles with that at first because I was looking at, I was always used to, having the existing community kind of transition because everything just morphed and shaped itself on Bob WP. But suddenly I had to find people to move over to the news site and that those numbers, you know, I was kind of, I fell back into the old metric tunnel and I was just like, Oh, you know, why am I not getting as many people over here as I should be? And I thought, man, I just launched a brand new site, no matter what, there's just gotta, you gotta start at that growth. And the other challenge was, um, was around, and this again is somebody, you need to think, what do you, how do you define community? One of the interesting things is when I had conversations with everybody and I would start talking community, they'd go, so you're gonna start this Slack channel, you're gonna start a Discord, you're gonna have a Facebook page. And I'd go, no, 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 no. And they 
pause and they say, Ooh, wait a minute, you're talking community here. I look at community uh, a lot differently. I don't look at it just as throwing a bunch of people into a space and having them all talk because we have plenty of spaces to do that, to you know, talk amongst yourselves or whatever. I looked at as connecting this community almost one person at a time. You know, you're on the podcast. Sometimes I have two guests that never have met each other. It's a slow, s- slow process and any kind of community build is a slow process. And if you're going to do it, unless you have a lot of people in place and they're just primed for it at that moment, you have to have patience with that. I think that's great advice. And I think the other thing that stood out to me in that advice, Bob, is that you were choosing people like through these moments via the episodes or whatever, I'm guessing who also come with their own audiences. So it sounds like, you know, kind of a really kind of, uh, you know, ground level tactic way to, to kind of slowly build on that audience. Bob, I wish I had more time to like completely unpack every single challenge you've had here and the successes, but we're at time, but this has been incredibly helpful for me as I think about these kind of strategies. Um, thank you so much. Oh, you bet. I love being on it and always happy to come back and, you know, hopefully I'll still be doing community next time. (laughs) (laughs) I know you like to pivot and that's half the fun of the web. So thanks again, Bob. You, Ben. Thank you for having me on, David. Absolutely. To learn more about what Bob is up to, please visit dothewoo.io. Again, this has been your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.